Hello, everybody. This is Dan Trottencheck from the Taking Care of Business podcast, and we've got a great one for you today. I am coming to you live, live, live from the Do It Best Market in downtown Indianapolis, where I'm going to get the opportunity to speak to a good friend of the industry and a good friend of NRHA, Bill Brunel from Independent We Stand. And we're going to talk about everything from Amazon and and how independent retailers are responding to how consumer attitudes towards shopping local has changed. And and we're going to even get a little barbecue talk in. So so stay tuned and and sit back and grab your iced tea and popcorn and, and welcome to this edition of Taking Care of Business. Today's episode is brought to you by Sacrete. Are you looking to add quality concrete, mortar, and stucco mixes, as well as repair and specialty items to your product lineup? Sacrete provides the tools you need to run a better business, whether that's through exceptional customer support, sales and marketing tools, varied product assortments, or just finding reliable products. Sacrete offers knowledgeable retail experts that understand the needs of your store. To learn more, visit www.sacrete.com slash hardware retailing. Hey, hey, everybody. This is Dan Trottencheck and the Taking Care of Business podcast. We are actually coming to you semi-live. We're live at the moment. Of course, we're uh, recording the podcast. Sometimes I get caught up and say taping the podcast, which kind of dates me a little bit, but we're actually just recording the podcast. But we are live at the uh, Do It Best Market, which is here in Indianapolis, Indiana, going on right now. And I have the opportunity to sit with, down with a good friend of the association and a good friend of independent retailers everywhere. I have uh, Bill Brunel sitting here to my right. Bill is with Independent We Stand. Welcome to the podcast, Bill. Thanks, Dan. I really appreciate it. Uh, always been a big-time fan of NRHA and all the great work you guys do. Uh, and honored to be here. Well, thank you. And uh, if you're wondering, you're, you're hearing the uh, the ambient sounds of the market in the background. So so we had the uh, Pointer Sisters with I'm So Excited in the background. And, and I am so excited, Bill, to be sitting here with you to, to talk about everything we can do to help independent businesses. And, and that's that's really the focus of what you guys do. That's that's why you come into work every day. Why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and the background of Independent We Stand just to kind of set the the, the frame for how we're going to be uh, discussing independence today. Sure, sure. But what I'd also like to tell the listeners who were not able to see it is during that song, Dan was actually pulling his best John Travolta in the aisles over oh, here. Oh, yeah. I was stopping traffic here. Man, he's a good dancer. <laughs> um, so anyway, my background uh, is marketing communications. I've been doing it for about 25 years, mostly in the ad and PR uh, agency uh, side of the business. And I have actually worked for some very big national, international chain stores and brands. And, uh, so you were part of the evil empire. I was part of the evil yeah, okay. empire, and it, 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 I think it actually helped me down the road because I got a, a great perspective uh, when it comes to the unbelievable amounts of money they have for marketing and and uh, um, the little guy that doesn't. We'll get into that, I'm sure, here in a little bit. But uh, um, about uh, 11, 12 years ago, I was approached uh, by uh, a firm in Virginia Beach, Virginia, across the street from the steel plant. Uh, Steel being the number one uh, manufacturer of outdoor power equipment in the country. They were looking for an idea, a campaign, a movement that would promote the fact that their products were not available in the big box stores. Right. And um, Steel is big enough to have, I think, at the time, six different kinds of advertising and PR agencies. There's one for social media. There's one 
for this, but it's a it's a it's a great brand. And um, um, an agency by the name of the Meridian Group came up with the idea for Independent We Stand. It was really an out of the box, pun intended, uh, campaign to. Uh, set the steel dealers now 9,000 independent servicing dealers across the country apart from the from the stores. There was some confusion in the in the consumer world that you you could get steel products at Home Depot or Lowe's, so there was that that they had to deal with, um, and they steel understood very early on the power of the independent retailer and what they can do to help build and support a a brand. So we came up with the idea of Independent We Stand. It was launched. Uh, in January of 2011, wow, uh, that we long built, ago. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's amazing. It's been a fun ride. Um, and essentially, what we wanted to do was two things. Number one, we wanted to give consumers a place to go and learn about the power of independent retailers and the really strong economic benefits they bring to their local economies, but also give them uh, a search engine essentially to find and go and support those locally owned. Uh, businesses. Now, when we first started off, we had uh, thousands of steel dealers, and we actually partnered with the um, agricultural department for 7,000 farmers markets. So, if you went okay. on our website, you could find a steel dealer and a farmers market. <laughs> but what was what 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 quickly happened is we started getting contacted by other retailers, bookstores, uh, salons, tattoo parlors, and they're like, "How can we? How can we join? We'd really like yeah. to be a part of this." And steel, being the classic company that they are, they said, "Okay, well, let's." Let's let, if, we can pr- if they can prove that they're independent retailers, let's let them in. Uh, and one thing uh, I failed to mention is in addition to the search engine, we offer a lot of resources for small business owners. So free point of sale materials, social media graphics, advice, uh, toolkits. And um, Steele said, look, if, if, these, if these folks can prove that they're uh, independent, let's share the resources. You know, it's good for all of the independent retailers. Um, and we opened it up, and it had really, over the last few years, it's just become a movement. Um, uh, I've had everything from uh, magic shops to barbers <laughs> to hardware stores sign up, and um, it's 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 after my background with uh, big brands and national chains, it's kind of nice to help out the little guy that might not have a huge marketing budget, and uh, it really has turned into a movement. Well, that, that's certainly the case. And now when you go to the Independently Stand website or, or look at any of your materials, it is clear that it represents independent dealers of all stripes. It's not just power equipment. It's not just hardware. But, but you guys are really kind of making a stand and helping promote independent businesses, of, as you said, of yep, all flavors. Yep. And, and we, we actually have developed resources specifically for the restaurant industry or specifically for the gift industry, florists. Um, all available on the website uh, once a business signs up, and it's um, it's great to see it used on you know for example you see a, a post on Facebook and it uses one of our graphics I see it shared all the time we get sure. graphics from 2012 2013 you know how you share a memory on Facebook and that old graphic will come up and it's kind of cool you know to see oh wow that's a little donut shop in Portland and they're still <laughs> sharing our stuff so yeah it makes you feel good. Well, you, you talked a little bit about this movement, and I, and I, and I want to talk a little bit about that because it certainly seems really in the time since Independent We Stand's been around. Now, you guys maybe can't take credit for 100% of this, but, uh, but it seems like consumers today are certainly giving more thought to where they're buying products, where those products are coming from, what route those products are taking to market. They're certainly, on the surface, seem more concerned about it, but it's kind of a bit of a, um, a double-edged sword because at the same time, they seem to be shopping more at places like Amazon. So, so what do you see kind of going on with consumers today? Well, I think there's a couple of things. I think, uh, yeah, you know, first of all, 
uh, with groups like Independent We Stand and NRHA, Institute for Local Self-Reliance, American Independent Business Alliance, even American Express with Small Business Saturday. They've done a lot to get people to think hard about where they're buying their right. products. Um, I think the other thing is, especially with my generation of boomers, barely boomer for the record, kind of grew up and became a little bit disillusioned with the big box experience. Yeah. Um, in fact, about a, about a year before I joined Independent We Stand, um, I was in the Home Depot trying to get help uh, for a leak that I had in a toilet. And I couldn't find, when I walked in there, and it was a Saturday afternoon, I couldn't find any help whatsoever. And, and you know better than anybody, that plumbing aisle can be very intimidating to a consumer. Sure. And I couldn't find anybody, so I started guessing what I needed. Well, three trips later, yeah. back to the same Home Depot, Still didn't find anybody, took one more chance on a product that I thought would fit, and I had done all the measurements and so forth and so on. I can't remember exactly what the leak was. I, 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 once again, I did not have the right product. And on the way home, I passed uh, Taylor's Do-It Center, which is an institution in the Virginia sure, Beach area yeah. owned by the Taylor family. Right. And I was in there and out of there in 10 minutes with exactly what I needed. There was somebody in the aisle to help me, somebody that told me what I needed, how to do it, where to do it. And that toilet was fixed within an hour. And that kind of really woke me up. And I think a lot of boomers, millennials, even Gen Zs are starting to understand, well, you know what? That big box, you, you know, they have a real issue delivering customer service. They always have. I think they always will. Um, and I think that's one where the independent retailers can stand out is to deliver over-the-top ex uh, customer experience. And that's kind of what I think kind of fueled that, wow, well, I didn't really get good customer service here. My money's hard-earned. All right. Well, I think I'll go to Taylor's because, you know, I know uh, Joe Taylor serves on the local school board or donates, uh, and I'm just um, uh, making this up, but I know they're very involved with their community. But they're, that you start thinking about, well, the guy, the manager at Home Depot, I couldn't get the right part with, isn't involved with local communities. So I think people started to think about really hard where their money goes. Not everybody. You're right. Amazon's going through the roof right now. Um, some people just don't care, but I like to be one of those consumers that cares, and I think there's a lot of people out there that are the same way. Well, it's interesting, and, and um, y you know, uh, y you talk about it in terms of kind of uh, age demographics, but but I also notice having two daughters that are you know in that starting household um, age group. Um, a lot of them, as well as a lot of their friends, also look to shop at independents, and it's kind of. To, to, to use a marketing term, it's kind of on trend right now. It, it, it becomes, you know, if you can go to a, kind of a local boutique clothing store or go to a boutique kind of salon or something like that, it's, it's something that it seems like even the younger generation is beginning to really gravitate toward. And I bring that up because it really seems like right now is a great time if you are an independent business to leverage that, to leverage that with your community. And, and you don't want to, we always say this, and I know you say, you guys say this as well, is you can't depend on people saying, oh, hey, I just want to support you because you're local. You, you got to offer value. But now's the time to remind people that, hey, we are local. We do contribute to the community. I mean, are you seeing that as well? Yeah, well, absolutely. In fact, we do demographic studies once in a while of our social media fans and, and some of our other followers, and it is cross-generational. I think you've got folks like my parents in their 70s and 80s that, that, that grew up when you still had the corner store, you know, and, and then went through the big box phase. And millennials like me that have, were raised on a big box. And then you've got the millennials and now Gen Zs, and I've got a couple of Gen Zs at home that they're looking for much more of an experience with a the product they right. buy. Um, I have a son that is 26, and he has got his first turntable. 
and he's buying vinyl records oh, at the local vinyl record shop. He wants to hear the crackle and pop. Yeah. Um, that blows me away. I sure wish I hadn't gotten wish, rid of those two crates of classic rock albums in a garage sale in the 80s. Um, My brother-in-law's revisited that trend, and I every every record store day I'll go up and we, his thing is we want to go around to all these local record stores. But he's still probably, now that he has disposable income, he's still probably not spent enough to uh, make up for the records he got away, <laughs> gave away back in the 80s, yeah, you know. yeah, but I think it's still it's a great example of yeah. of, 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 of the appeal that uh, the localization movement has across. Now I have a 15 and 16 year old daughter, and they, despite my efforts, still buy stuff on Amazon, right? Especially when it comes to clothes and makeup, and a lot of that stuff comes from overseas. Sure. And they'll think they're getting a wonderful blouse or shoes or whatever it is, and they open up that box, and it's just shoddy product yeah. that's hard to return. Um, makeup can actually be dangerous. Makeup yeah. that comes from overseas, they don't have the same uh, oversight that uh, other makeup has, so they're not allowed to order makeup anymore. Um, and I think they're beginning to notice, well, maybe that great deal on Amazon really wasn't that great a deal. Well, at, at the end of the day, though, it's not necessarily about, you know, and you and I, when we've spoken together a lot, we, we dry, try and drive this point home. It's not about shifting 100% of your purchases to local. Obviously, we'd all love that, but that's just not realistic because shoppers shop in different ways. It's really more this kind of buy local movement, buy from independence movement is really more about trying to get people to remember that, hey, local is a viable option. Local is something that that delivers uh, good value and, and, and keep it in mind when you are shopping that don't just let Amazon or Walmart or Home Depot be your default. Yep. And yeah. then there's certain product categories that you just can't. And it's in some markets, like uh, I live in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and there's very few places that you can go uh, to get uh, electronics. Um, so I'll, I'll go to the Best Buy. Um, right. And I think it just varies by market. Well, I think really what we're trying to get people to do is stop and think. Yeah. Um, and maybe shift even a small portion of your spending to the local guys because it'll have a dramatic impact on your local economy. Yeah, and, and, and maybe now is a good time to touch on some of the research that our two organizations have done together in the past. Then we kind of dubbed it the home sweet home research where where our research, where we went to different markets and we looked at when you spend a dollar at a local independent home improvement retailer, uh, outdoor power retailer, um, paint retailer, when you spend a dollar there, almost twice as much of that dollar stays in your local community as when you spend it at a big box. And, and the numbers were, I think, five to one when you looked at spending it uh, at, on Amazon. Yep. And a lot of that is because everybody at the local independent retailer is employed locally. They use local goods and services. They usually keep their philanthropic efforts local. All those kind of things that, that most people don't think about when they actually go to a... a um, uh, a chain merchant or buy online. And, and in that study, just what you said is we said, even if you just look at shifting 10% of your purchases to local, the impact that that could have on local communities where they don't need federal assistance, they could, they could really kind of lift themselves up. So it's really about changing that mindset to think local is part of the equation. Absolutely. We'd like it to be the largest part of the equation. We sure. realize that, you know, folks like did I just say folks like Amazon? <laughs> I'm not sure if I would ever describe You're humanizing Amazon them. As Don't folks. do that. Um, um, I, and I, I, we, I understand it. It, it. We live in a digital world. People turn to the web first place they're looking, even for local businesses. The last thing I saw, 95% of people when they're looking for a local business turn to the web. Um, 
and you you just you can't you can't discount that they're going to be there but you got to think a little bit smarter you got to think a little bit faster or you're not going to survive in the amazon world yeah I, I think one thing that's interesting, and I get this a lot, and, and I, I, I'm sure you do as well, is when you're, we're just talking about flying around as storms come down on the Indianapolis area, but, but when, when you're flying and you sit in a seat next to someone and you start up the conversation about, oh, what do you do? And when I explain to people that, oh, I, I work for a not-for-profit association that helps independent home improvement stores succeed, and you sit there and explain what you do, a lot of people get that kind of sympathetic look in their eye. They say, oh, well, those are all going away, aren't they? And, but that's not really the case. I mean, I think there's this general this general concern that certainly on the hardware side, that, oh, independent hardware stores are going away and, and just independent businesses are going away. But but when you get a chance to explain to them, that's not quite the truth. What do you say to those people when well, you sit next to them? I mean, there's no question there's a, a, a retail apocalypse going on right now with, with uh, you know Toys R Us going out of business. Sears hurting so bad, Borders. I mean, you can go on and on and on about these big box stores that have closed. And I think I read somewhere that 25 to 30 percent of shopping malls in America will be vacant by the end of 2020. Yeah. Um, there are some big changes going on in the retail world. But what is encouraging is to see categories like hardware that are actually doing well. Right. Um, I still and go bookstores book making stores, a comeback. Yeah. Um, actually, um, neighborhood toy stores are doing yeah. very well. Again, in the, in the in light of the fact that Toys R Us has gone bankrupt, although I understand there's some efforts to bring the brand back, that blows my mind. Yeah. Uh, or bookstores with Amazon and Kindle. Everybody thought paper books, print, ink was right. done. And that couldn't be farther from the truth now. And yeah. I think it goes back to the same reason my son bought his vinyl records and his, his record player. People want to slow down a little bit. And in the bookstore, they want to turn the page, turn the page, get some advice on the next book, have a cup of coffee, gather with neighbors, right. you know, on a comfy couch in the corner. And... Um, I am encouraged that uh, independent retailers are doing very well, plus the media attention they're getting. I think there's an article in the New York Times just past spring that talked about bookstores. They've done articles on how Starbucks' uh, biggest competition isn't Dunkin' Donuts. It's the neighborhood hipster bookshop. So even the major media is starting to notice, which which helps um, you know bring more awareness to the cause. Well, and it's funny you say that too. I think that there's there's this inclination that that any any time a technology comes up, people are just going to immediately flock to and absorb that technology. My wife now she's not particularly I'm sorry, honey, but she's not particularly in that uh, Gen X demographic, Gen Z demographic. Um, uh, but she is probably one of the most voracious readers I've ever known. She will not pick up a Kindle. She just doesn't do it. She wants the book in her hand and. And I think the same is true for the shopping experience. I saw, a, I saw earlier this year a fantastic speaker from the Wharton School, little little old, little old little college Wharton. out there somewhere called the Wharton School, <laughs> that was talking about um, the impact of e-commerce on the retail landscape. And she said something that I thought was so profound. Is she said that uh, um, e-commerce is not killing brick-and-mortar retail. E-commerce is killing bad brick-and-mortar retail. And then she went on to say that if you have a compelling physical store environment, shoppers will come shop your brick and mortar store. So it's all about having that compelling proposition at retail, which which I'm glad to say I think more independent retailers are are really beginning to understand that. Yep, and I think a lot of that has to do with organizations like yours. I mean, and you, yours. <laughs> you, you've, you've been preaching buy local for almost 100 years. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, groups like the American Booksellers Association. I mean, 
they are helping their members understand that it's no longer a brick and mortar world, it's a click and mortar world. Right. You have to have a digital presence, you have to sell online. Um, I actually give a presentation um, during uh, um, education day here at Do It Best on Friday, and a big part of my presentation is, if you, and this actually came from a mentor of mine, if you are going to run with the big dogs, you better get off the porch. You yeah. cannot just watch as they build their e-commerce. Uh, if you're going to compete, and actually what's wonderful about the digital world is if you do it right, you can your brand can appear just as solid, just as big as the big box stores. But if you put up a website, you know, that uh, it's filled with copy, no pictures. I mean, you, we, you've all seen right. them. Um, and I think I read recently you have three seconds when they land on your page to hit them between the eyes with what you do and why they should buy what you sell. Um, and I actually share a, uh, uh, a uh, screen grab from a company in Chicago, I believe, that makes orn ornamental gates for high-end homes. And it's nothing but copy. Now oh, we're talking God, ornamental gates. Such a visual you know, product. Talk yeah, about right. a craft. I mean, a, a, the craftsmen that work on those projects it would be absolutely beautiful. And not one person in an audience of 110 could tell me in three seconds what they sold. Yeah. And really, my point there is, guys, if you're going to do it, you need to do it right. Use the resources that your co-op provides. Hire a company. You you've got to appear like you've got to get off the porch and run with the big dogs. Yeah. And um, I think more and more retailers are getting that. Um, I'm seeing. Uh, especially the opening presentation on Friday night here at Do It Best. Um, you know, they really emphasize it's a digital world and you better step up. Yeah. Um, things are going to change. Well, and, and what's, what's more or changing, that, I should yeah, say. Or changing, have changed, <laughs> <laughs> um, is I will still give presentations and have retailers tell me I don't need a website. My customers don't, my customers don't, that, that's fine for retailers that are in metropolitan areas, but my customers don't think I need a website. I, you know, I just have to I have to respectfully disagree with that and say, you know, I always try and use the example of when you're in a new town or, or you're doing something that's new to you anymore. I don't care if you're 17 years old or 70 years old. The first thing you do is pull out your phone and, 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 and Google <laughs> um, what it is. Google good, good Italian restaurants in Indianapolis or good places to get your hair done, although it doesn't apply to me. But, but, <laughs> but, but that's what you do. And if you don't even have a website, you're, you're just putting yourself so far behind you can't rely on the hundred customers that have always come to you because someday i hate to say this but someday those customers are going to move they're going to you know expire yeah. <laughs> um and, and and you have to be grooming the new customers absolutely yeah. and i think i heard you describe it once when we were talking about amazon and and uh, how they're trying to penetrate the hardware market hardware is somewhat amazon proofed you know if you have a leaky faucet right. you need it now but I, you know Amazon is looking very closely at the wow. hardware industry. I think they just signed an agreement with Home Depot to rent some um, warehouse space in Seattle so that Home Depot, um, I think within the next few years, wants to be able to, to do same-day delivery yeah. to 90% of their customer base. Well, and it just blows you away. And, and what I've said about Amazon here more recently is, is the home improvement retailers can be thankful that Amazon has not focused on the home improvement market. Now to say it's to say it's Amazon proof, there are some things that have made it a more difficult market for Amazon to enter, but I always like to say it's like that big tank on the battlefield and at any moment it can rotate its tur turret and point it at the home improvement industry and as Amazon becomes I'm not going to say more desperate, but as they look for new avenues for growth, home improvement 
is a huge hundreds of billions of dollars a year in sales, it's not going to go unnoticed for too long. And Amazon certainly has the capital to throw it. How do we figure this marketplace out? Yeah, and Home, De Home Depot has increased their digital presence like you wouldn't believe in the last right. few years. They are, they are, <laughs> they're also a big tank, and they're about to turn well, and fire right. on the independent retailer if they haven't already fired. Um, and I, th you know, it, it, even social media, if you're going to have a digital presence, you have to have a good uh, social media presence. And I can't tell you how many independent retailers I've worked with and they open up a, a Facebook page and then they don't post for a week or a month at right. a time. And, you know, I understand that, you know, a small business owner who does not have a huge marketing team, if a marketing team at all, um, doesn't have a huge budget. Um, they have to get in the morning, turn on the lights, uh, schedule the staff, stock the shelves, balance the books, and then they go home and some marketing expert says, you know, you really need to tweet tonight or post yeah. on Facebook. And you have no energy. Right. Um, and you have no desire to say anything clever or uh, <laughs> engaging. Yeah. Um, well, that's where, where materials like uh, NRHA offers and Independent We Stand offers can come in in handy because these are actually beautiful graphics that you can go and, and use free of charge. But, and those are the graphics that help you appear like the dog that comes off the big porch right. and runs with the, with the, with the pack. Um, and, it, it, you know, we, we are not trying to get people to buy local just because you are local. Um, we're trying to get people to give you a shot at their business. Now it's your turn to deliver an over-the-top right. customer service experience. We, we can do all we can do to try and help get them in your door or pay attention to you. But then, then you know, once the fish is on the line, it's you, you got to reel it in. But I think you bring up a really good point. I want to get on to talking about some of the things you guys specifically do at Independent We Stand. But we hear um, a lot of retailers talk to us at NRHA about one of the reasons they value NRHA is is, is how we try and help create some, some bit of scale for independent retailers. And you guys really do the same thing. And what I mean by that is... A, 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 a retailer that has one store, two stores, three stores, they don't have a marketing department. They don't have an advertising department. They don't have a research department. But that's where organizations like Independent We Stand and NRHA came. I mean, I mean you started off our discussion today saying, I mean, you as a marketer and, and, and advertising professional have worked for some pretty big brands. So, so they hire guys like you to give them advice. Well, now you're here to give independent retailers advice, and, and it's free. <laughs> yeah, and it's and in and, and, and all of those years, with all sorts of different clients, all sorts of different brands, big and small, I am having more fun now than ever yeah. because I get to work with that corner hardware store that's been on, you know, on Main Street and Elm for a hundred years, and maybe the great granddaughter is about to take over the business, and right. they've got what we call your Main Street story. That kind of stuff can set you off as set your um, brand off from the big box stores as well. Yeah, um, that personal story. Um, we call it a Main Street story. Every business has a unique Main Street story. Again, it might be a multi-generational business. You might be a, a former retail big box exec, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and you want to open up your own hardware store and live and the American dream. And we've seen stories like that, yep. yeah. Um, every, every business has their unique Main Street story, and I think that's another way you can set yourself off from the big box stores. Well, Bill, you, you touched about you're having more fun these days than maybe when you used to work in, the, in a button-down, a little bit more button-down world. One of the things you guys have done for several years that I just get a kick out of, and we've actually, you guys have been kind enough to allow us to have someone tag along on this, is is you do these road trips every year. And and uh, I won't steal the thunder. I'll let you kind of talk about the road, road trips. I, I mean, on one hand, they sound like a ton of fun to do. On the other hand, they sound like they could be 
pretty uh, um, uh, taxing to do. But why, why don't you tell our uh, tell everybody about what these road trips are and kind of what you guys try and do on sure. those road trips? Sure. Every year since uh, year one, we've tried to take uh, a week, sometimes we do it twice a year, to get out and to visit independent retailers and groups uh, like Main Street groups and uh, by local groups. Um, and it usually has a theme. One year we traveled Route 66 uh, all the way to the Santa Monica Pier. Uh, we try to hit five states, in five, five cities and five states in five days. And we try to eat local, buy local, sleep local, play local, do as much local as we can to kind of prove to people, yeah, you can do this. It's really hard. Yeah. Um, and all along the way, we interview small business owners, and uh, it gives us video content and great stories to share with our fans on Facebook and our other social media channels. Um, and it's a little bit of a challenge. Can they do it? You know, can they pull sure. it off? And um, uh, Renee has been uh, on yeah, four, Renee four trips. Yeah, Renee from RHA, one of our other podcast yep. hosts. Uh, shout out to Renee. She's and been a, a guest of yours on these on these road trips. And it's it's um, it is a they are an absolute blast. They take a lot of planning. The very first few trips, we would just show up and ask if we could interview. You don't just show up at a small business owner uh, and a small business <laughs> yeah, with a right. camera and say, "Hey, can we talk?" So now it takes a lot of pre-planning. Uh, we try to work with, uh, especially in the last couple of years, uh, other uh, by local groups uh, to get um, some feedback and some content from them. Main Street groups. Um, we try to find those those Main Street stories that I told you about. You know, try and find a small business that has a unique story, and um, we um, produce probably 25 to 30 videos from it uh, that we release all year long. We did, as I mentioned, Route 66 a couple years ago. We did. We followed the Mississippi River from Minneapolis down to New Orleans. We went from snow to humid thunderstorms. <laughs> Um, and it's so cool to get out there, and you know we're not—we're usually not following major highways. We're in those, you know, uh, the, the 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 main streets of all these cities we're going to. Some big cities, some small cities, and hearing these stories about these businesses that have been around forever, or they're just starting out, or whatever it may be, it's 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 a lot of fun. But by the end of the week. We're ready to pass out. Yeah, I bet. Um, usually we have a crew of four. Renee, I have a videographer with me as well as a social media manager, and usually it's a small minivan, and, and everybody's cramped up, and towards the end of the week <laughs> they're a little grumpy with each other. And um, I'll tell you, one of the hardest things to find is independent gas, so I can't tell you how many times I've been oh, looking right. at I usually yeah. do the driving. I've been looking at the, 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 the um, gas, and we're on close to empty or beyond it, and I'm like, you think that one's independent? And if somebody's looking on their, on their phone trying to figure out if it's independent. Um, I usually gain about 10 pounds um, <laughs> because, as an example, we went on the Great American Red, White, and Q trip oh, last yeah. year. Started, we were in search of America's best barbecue, and we started in Carolina. I uh, ended up in Nashville, went to Kansas City, excuse me, um, Memphis. i got to get my, the order of states right. Memphis, St. Louis, and then Kansas City, and just That's ate like the, the barbecue best trail barbecue right there, yeah. in the world. Uh, but by the end of the trip, I couldn't smell barbecue for another month. <laughs> Um, somehow I found a way, though, to, 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 to enjoy barbecue again. But um, during the trip, um, because we're trying to do social media, f big, huge plates of food do really well on photographs on social media. So we order the, you know, the big yeah, boy you don't, you don't want, like, a skinless chicken <laughs> no, breast and oh, some broccoli no, on the no. plate. Yeah, Baked salmon <laughs> with a little barbecue sauce. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've usually got to, uh, to uh, get back on a, a diet after those trips. But it's a lot of fun. And... Um, it's inspiring because we, you know, like you, we spend a lot of time in the office crunching numbers and doing spreadsheets and making presentations to, to get out there and hear some of those stories. I, I get 
chills just thinking about some right. of those road trips. And uh, we haven't figured out what the theme is going to be for next year, so if anybody has any ideas, let us know. All right. Well, I, I assume since you've logged some time traveling with Renee, you've heard freestyle rap from <laughs> Renee while you're on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Renee, she's so funny sometimes, especially after a long, hard day. It's like the, 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 the humor uh, uh, gene kicks in and and she is a blast to be with. You know, she's <laughs> she hardworking, uh, does some great content while she's on the road, um, but keeps us keeps us laughing. Yeah, she she kind of keeps the the uh, the air filled with uh, <laughs> with uh, with commentary. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, t- tell us a little bit more. Uh, you guys do the road trip. That's one of the things you do. And and folks who want to see kind of the road trip and look at those videos can go to the independentwestand.org yep. website. Okay. Tell us a little bit about some of the other things that you provide retailers and, and, and some of our listeners. And, and, and also, as listeners, we not only have retailers, but we also have manufacturers, distributors um, who, who listen to, to the podcast. What can they how can they help independent we stand what could retailers get out of it how can other companies help with independent we stand? well on the retail on the retailer side um, we have a full suite of marketing resources uh, everything from point of sale materials uh, uh, to social media graphics I think last time I counted we had about 160 plus social media graphics that are optimized for Facebook Instagram so when you're coming Twitter. home tired and you and you got social media Go to independentwestand.org yep. and, and utilize you as a resource Absolutely. where you could just plug and play. Just pull stuff out of there and plug it into your social media feeds. Absolutely. And, and yeah. you don't even have to go to our website to do it. If you go to our Facebook page oh, right. yeah. or Twitter account, Instagram, we do almost all the majors on a few of the minor um, social media platforms. Follow us. And then if you see a post you like, just share it or retweet it. Um, we've got everything. From, right now we're in the middle of a Halloween push. I don't know if you know, but Halloween is the second biggest retail right. holiday after um, Black Friday. They're huge for home now. improvement stores. Um, I, it's absolutely amazing to see. Um, my neighborhood right now is filled with the orange and black lights, yeah. like Christmas lights. And some of the things they're putting in their yards and blowing up You know, with the forced uh, air is unbelievable. Sure. But anyway. This is the time where we're pushing out social media graphics to get people to think about, hey, how about shifting a little bit of, of money that you're spending on Halloween to the local retailer? We'll have the holidays coming up. Small Business Saturdays will be part of our push. And we're always trying to come up with new graphics. I'm about to launch uh, two new sets of social media graphics, and it's absolutely free for a qualified retailer to use. Great. To use. On the On the manufacturer side, I think that companies uh, like Steel, who, you know, they became number one in their category by working with those independent right. dealers. So they've demonstrated to other manufacturers like Big Green Egg and some of the others that the power of independent retailers is, is, is really, really strong. Um, and if, if, if you take care of those independent retailers, they're going to take care of you. They're going to recommend your products. And I think Steel and Big Green Egg are just a, 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 the two that come to the top of my mind. I know right, more but there's more. So, so many other ones, and we get that all the time because, because obviously as a not-for-profit, just like, uh, I mean, we rely on support from manufacturers and distributors to fuel our programs and and when you get those manufacturers who truly understand the importance of of independence and keeping that channel alive i mean i I know you know this but in this industry alone half the sales of home improvement products in the u.s flow through independent retailers i mean that is a lot of sales that flow through independence but sometimes manufacturers can forget that but we're we're lucky enough to have folks like like steel and and our sponsors and 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 the advertisers in our magazine who realize you know the independents are a pretty important channel to have around oh yeah and i you know there was a great book that came out about 10 years ago called the distribution trap that was written by a couple professors out of um um 
um, University of Ohio, I believe, and it talked about how some big brands can fall in that trap. You know, sometimes, um, excuse me, you're a manufacturer, and let's say uh, you're making something that uh, um, hardware stores will sell, and your goal is to get into Home, De Home Depot or Lowe's. Well, what can happen is when you, you, you do a deal with those guys, sometimes it's like doing a deal with the devil. Sure. Because uh, the first year you're making all sorts of money, you can barely keep up with production, everybody's happy, Christmas party was huge this year, and then Home Depot comes back and says, oh, you know what, we need you to cut the price by 25%. And, and if you don't, there's, you don't, there's guy number two that'll yep, do it. Exactly. Yeah. And so that company is forced to go back to look at the production process of the product itself and say, okay, what can we cut? What, what can we make cheaper? Um, and the, the really sad part is once they deliver that 25% savings on the second year, Home Depot comes back the third year and says, you know what, we want even more. And so now factories get closed, jobs get shipped overseas, and in many cases, they can kill a brand. Yeah. And companies like Steel and Big Green Egg knew early that, you know what, our, our product is all about quality. So we're not cutting corners, and so you're not selling our product. Right. And when Steel became number one 12, 13 years ago, that really kind of set the world on fire, especially Wall Street. That's not the way it's supposed to happen. Well, and then they start taking out ads in newspapers yeah. saying we only sell through independence, and here's there was why. Yeah, yeah, there was still some confusion, but they also wanted to let their dealers know we're not going anywhere. You've taken care of us for 40 years. We're not going to be selling on Hope Well, And it's an interesting thing that's occurring. As manufacturers realize the power of independence, they're starting to leverage that to their advantage with consumers. So as consumers start thinking, you know what, I do kind of like having a local option to get my hair cut or a local option to, to, to buy hardware or a local option to get power equipment. Then the manufacturers reach out to those same consumers and say, yeah, you know what, we want to give you and want, want to make sure that local option's around. So hopefully we're starting to see a snowball here. Yeah, and it, <laughs> yeah. I think it helps their brand even more. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it, it identifies as a brand that is focused on quality, is focused on delivering something special that's not going to be just stamped out on a, an assembly line that's disposable. So that's, that's definitely a message they can send. And a brand that will help your local economy. I mean... Uh, one of the, um, I think we were talking about the digital world earlier, one of the, things, the coolest things that Steel does now is that you can now buy products online, Steel products online. Yeah. Um, you can pick it up in store at the local dealer. So the right. local dealer gets the sale. So they are they're, they're doing e-commerce, but they're such a classy company that they give the local dealer the sale. And I think more and more manufacturers are thinking that in that yeah, direction. Using that kind of model. Yep. Well, we got something here coming up uh, uh, in a little short while that, that we've been involved in together uh, for the last few years, and that's our Spirit of Independence Award that we're going to be giving out here at the State of Independence Conference uh, in December 5th in Indianapolis. Real quick plug for that. Uh, you could go online to the nrha.org website and find the State of Independence uh, uh, link through that so you could register. It's absolutely free for retailers to go. But what we do with this Spirit of Independence Award is we recognize retailers who are, who, who are going beyond just running their retail stores and also who are really involved in building their communities. And and I think this was actually, you, you, you came up with the idea, why don't we do something like this? Oh, I'd like to say I was solely responsible for that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I have, a, I have a staff back <laughs> I, at the... Uh, in fact, at, I give you credit for pretty much what's happening <laughs> at local businesses oh, around the country. <laughs> thanks. I have, a, I have a wonderful staff of talented people on the PR, graphics, digital side, and the team came up with the idea. And we were really looking for a way to a, a finder retailer that um, you know understood the the power of the uh, localization movement, as it's often called, but didn't just do it at their store level, but got involved in the in the community and helped with local campaigns. And last year's winner, the first one was Samantha Post from T and M Rental. Yeah. Um, 
and she is a perfect example of the type of, of folks that we were looking for. She has been involved with her local community in Belleville, Pennsylvania, which is just outside the Pittsburgh line, uh, for many years. And they were looking for a way to kind of bring back, I think it's Lincoln Avenue is where her store is located. And she was looking for a way to work with other businesses to bring folks back to this kind of challenging section. It's, uh, it's a wonderful place. I've been there about two years ago. They've done a lot of work. Storefronts are coming back. They have great Small Business Saturday events every year. And Samantha is, is the driver of that. Right. And uh, you ask her, she won't take credit for it. She's just that type of person. But uh, she's been instrumental, and that's exactly who we're looking for for this year's award as well. Well, stay tuned, and you'll find out who the, who the winner of this year's Spirit of Independence Award is. Uh, coming up soon at the State of Independence Conference. Bill, thank you so much for, for taking time out to talk to me again here live at the Do It Best Market. One last time, if, if, if retailers, manufacturers, distributors, anybody wants to check out Independent We Stand, where do, they, where do you want to send them? Best place to go is independentwestand.org. Um, independentwestand.org. Uh, if you ever want to reach me, talk about it, just bill at independentwestand.org. I'd be glad to talk to you about uh, whether you're a retailer or a manufacturer about the importance of buying local. Great. And we'll make sure to put that information in the description for this podcast so people can just click on it and, and go see your website. Bill, as always, I'm, we'll be seeing each other here again in a few weeks. But uh, thanks for taking the time and always happy to, to shine a spotlight on Independent We Stand. Thanks a lot. Thanks. I just wanted to make sure everybody listening knows that if you're an independent home improvement retailer in the United States or Canada, you're already a member of the North American Retail Hardware Association. And so that means if you're a hardware store, home center, or lumberyard and you're independently owned, you're already a member of NRHA. And the NRHA has been in existence since 1900 and serves its members in a variety of ways, from Hardware Retailing Magazine and our two podcast series to exclusive research and events, the association is here to help you become better and more profitable business owners. So we encourage you to make sure you take advantage of the services that are available to you that can help you better compete. To learn more about what NRHA does for you, make sure you visit us at www.nrha.org.